The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Check, check, check. One, two, one to the two, one to the two, 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 two. Hey, Scotty, what's up? I'm coming back. Oh, got a toot. Hold on. The audio fun bag is brought to you by Responsibly Vodka and Norman's Electronics. And now we kick it. Oh, we're rolling. I told you we're rolling. I hear nothing. They see me rolling. We're rolling. There we go. That actually works better. Good. Episode 49 or 50. And a half. Junior of the Audio Fun Bag Podcast. All brought to you by Norman's Electronics and also responsibly vodka. Drink responsibly. Hey, don't tell me how to drink. We've been over this. NEIUSA.com for Norman's Electronics, so by the way. Speaking of Norman's, I got to reach out to Jamie, our good buddy over there, because yes. he does old technology, right? Yeah, if you have any vintage audio video equipment, but especially the audio equipment, like I don't know if you've seen, have you gone over to uh, our general sales manager? He's now got an old-time radio set up in his office. Ah, one of those old-timey radios, One of those old-timey radios. It actually sounds like, it actually sounds really cool. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but that's a sort of old equipment, that classic equipment that Jamie and his company can restore for you. So, If they can find the parts, of course. Do you, yeah, they break, basically it's like WALL-E, if you've ever seen the Disney movie WALL-E, where they take old robots and just put together a new robot. Yeah, and sometimes there's not parts for old robots, so they have to invent the way they do it. (laughs) Do you remember my old, old, Old freaking laptop, the black one that had the cracked screen all the way across. Yes, it was very poorly taken care of. But it was my baby, and I ran across it cleaning out the wife's office because that's what you do when you're a stay-at-home father and the kids are at school. How's your convalescing going, by the way? I don't know what that word means, but it sounds good, so it's going well. It means you're nursing yourself back to full health. Someone in descriptions um, under a, the audio fun bag podcast said, hey, enjoying listening to... Hoyt's midlife crisis on the podcast and keeping up with him. So thanks, guys. Rate and like and subscribe. And and apparently write about my midlife crisis. But and I, take shots at us if you want. <laughs> but but give us the five five star rating. Oh, they gave us five stars, and they also said, Hoyt, don't be a pussy and bitch out on the fun bag podcast. Yeah, you've been kind of difficult with this stuff. Oh, sorry, I'm sidetracking. Please tell me about your your awesome laptop. Back to Norman's and my awesome laptop. I found it. I don't have the charger for it. I'm not even sure how to turn it on, but I do know it exists on there. Our first ever, I think it was 2016, maybe even 15, like 30-minute best of audio fun bag. Oh, yeah. Then that's worth getting out of there. Yeah, I know. I have... We used to refer to it as as Sounds of the Year. Correct, but this was the first time we ever decided, because in Sounds of the Year, you would put in like, Georgia doesn't spike the ball and Conley catches it and they lose the SEC championship, and you would have things like that. Then it turned into, let's just put together all the audio fun bags. Where we can just shit on the station for like 40 straight minutes. Didn't we have one where it was like 25 minutes of just the Hey Chucks? Yeah. 
That was pretty funny. This is the one, though, and this is, I, I feel like we're talking about audio, like we're talking about the Titanic, like it's somewhere yeah. at the bottom of the somewhere ocean. Somewhere at the bottom of the ocean, and Robert Ballard is looking for it. It's the one where Sandra went to say, do business with local folks, because we're, we're big and local here and everything else, and instead she said- She called them Fs. Do business with local fucks. Yeah, she did. <laughs> <laughs> and we beeped it, and we laughed, and we high-fived. It's not beeped in my original, so we can play it on the podcast. I just have to find a way for Jamie to like find all the parts to put my computer back together. Jamie, let's do this, man. Yeah, he did ask me because we had fun when he came in. Like that was a fun show that we did. Because then it was me and Jamie versus you, rather than just like you versus me. No, it was y'all being musical snobs and talking about vinyl and everything else and how awesome it is, and me being like, well, maybe you can like somehow like turn the tables. And it can turn into you and Jamie talking about how awesome your laptop is and how he helped find a piece of audio history that was so important. I just honestly, I want that to be volume 51 or 52 of the Fun Bag podcast. If you can figure it out, maybe even my, because I have a, I think I still have a laptop that's like that old, like a really old Dell. Yeah. I might have a cord for you. That's all I honestly need. So I'm sure Jamie, as I'm cleaning out my basement, by the way, like, there are things, for some reason, I'm holding on to my original iPhone box. I'm sure Jamie has, like, thousands of those, though, like the old chargers, the old everything else. For some reason, I had them in the basement. I threw them all away. I have my iPad from seven years ago. Like the original one that's, like, yeah. thick? Yeah. Not the thin iPad. And like I've been it's a holding tablet. on to it just in case, because you never know when you might just need an iPad out of nowhere. Okay, but you're probably onto your fourth iPad by this point. I'm on so, my second. Oh, really? Yeah. God, you poor. I haven't gone crazy. No, because I had... <laughs> I had that one for so long, and I didn't even realize, like, by the time I got a new one, I didn't realize that we were on sixth generation. I thought we were, like, on second generation. I was like, oh, I had first generation. I bought a second. They're like, no, dude, you just bought a sixth. Pretty sure I still have found my old iPod the other day. A lot of Fred Durst on it. Yeah. Britney Spears, that kind of stuff. Chocolate Starfish. Is that the only album you know, by the way? Yeah. Okay. As far as Limp Bizkit. Someday I'm going to play you some of their old stuff, by the way, that like, you know, on the hidden tracks and everything else. And you're going to be like, hey, this is a banger. So how's your convalescent going? Again, I don't know what that means. You're going to have to tell me. It sounds like something that nuns stay in. No, that's completely different. Oh, okay. But you're you're at home. Yeah. And you're getting better. Maybe. You're nursing yourself back to health. Either that or you're just getting lazier. I'm not really sure because now when I call you, and typically it's because, hey, do you want to do a quick podcast? Or, hey, do you want to do this and this? And all I get is, yeah, working on these candles. <laughs> Saw this checks mix that I'm having to put together. You ever made your own butter? It's actually you know, much better for you. Know, you. The kids, they really want the glue to be red, so I keep putting construction paper in here. I'm, I'm just working on this sort of stuff. I'm like, oh, what are you going to do later? Oh, I don't know. I mean, Lisa says we need new toothbrushes. I might go get more toothbrushes. No, no, no. I make them by hand. I, I sculpt you, you, them. You now create your toothbrushes by hand. Isn't there like something about being a man though that like you want to whittle your own toothbrush or like do some woodworking? Like you've built shelves and like that makes you feel like you're. I want to know how to do a table. See, that's what I'm talking about. I do. But for all you people that work your nine to five jobs, you can't put together a table. People like me, though. Okay, we did a podcast. I can do table working. Where I talked about how I had acquired the ability to crab. Like, that was my new man skill. I'm still questioning that, by the way, because when we went down to crab, we only caught one. I know, it's out of season, but we'll do it again. (laughs) We'll get some more crabs. But with that being pointed out, what have you acquired in this time away? I'm really good at making labels on my label maker. 
I can change the font. I can make it bigger. I've organized the house. Um, I've slept in a lot. You're like a well-fed maid. I've, you know, no, that's no, what you that's... are. You are a well-fed maid. <laughs> I've been cooking. Yes, you're okay. Now you're a well-fed maid and the cook, the chef of the house. You're everything that we always wanted growing up. Like I always thought, like man, when I make it, I'm gonna have a maid. I'm gonna have a chef. And your wife managed to turn you into all these things with just like snap with some fingers, man. Okay, this to is good. To be fair, this my, is impressive. I told you this is some Heaven's Gate kind of shit. My wife finally quote made it, and so guess what? I became the housekeeper and the chauffeur and the chef and the maid and everything else. Like that's not a bad thing, Los. Do you know what? I learned what a Dutch oven is, and it's not when you fart and cover your wife's head with the blanket. Nope, it's different. It's an actual oven that like you'd use on the stovetop, and I made jambalaya the other night. Man, I am a bitch. I just heard that coming out of my mouth. I am such a bitch. I am flexing at you going, ha, ha, ha. As I'm saying it, and it's in my head, I'm you like, You realize this really does cool. sound like I'm a total bitch. Yeah. Can I give you, um, so my wife said that I, I fanboyed out. Was on, it over me? On myself. Oh. So remember when you would talk about how your childhood or your high school career was also intertwined with listening to the fan and Buck and Kincaid? Yeah. Like that. And so for you to get a chance to work on the show, you were like, I made it. So you could then like retire to like making jambalaya and stuff like that and rubbing your labias and all that sort of good stuff. feel like this could have been done without taking a shot, but continue. So I got a phone call yesterday. And you know I was down about the whole Dan Quinn thing to Dallas. I got a phone call, and it was, hey, do you want to come on the show? And I said, why, yes, Dan McDowell. I would love to come on the show. The show that you interned for like 20 20 years years ago? ago? Yeah. And you still have a notebook that has people's McDonald's orders from that show? Yes, I do, that I show to my interns (laughs) who tell them, there is nothing that I won't ask. I won't ask you to make food runs here. But just know, I have done everything that I'm asking you to do and more, including McDonald's food runs. Now it's now Dan and Jake, is that correct? Now Dan and Jake Kemp, and here was the cool part of all of it. Dude, it made the top ten. No! Yeah! So, So every single weekday night, my old radio station in Dallas does the Ticket Top Ten. Which is like a best of, basically, best of the day. for an hour, right? Right. They do an hour of the best of of the day. My time and the information I brought on Dan Quinn made the top 10. And I heard it last night as I was, you know, I was just kind of, you know, I was going around doing my stuff and I oh, had the top 10 on. Don't lie to no, the I just, audience. I just, you were looking. You've listened was, to yourself on that station multiple times on the podcast forum. And then you were like, I wonder if I'm going to be top 10. I better be listening at That's seven. what I'm telling you. I was waiting for them to post like, oh, I want to hear what it sounded like when I did it. And I'm messing around doing stuff around the house. And then like number seven, I was like, oh, it's me. It was me. Okay, I don't mean to burst your bubble because that is very cool and I'm very happy. Wasn't for, it cool? For my radio amigo. You're telling me in a one day span from like six to seven, they had six other things that were better than you? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> because you don't understand, while I was there for the four years, like I wanted to win an e-break at some point. And I... The one time that I ever had anything that was e-break worthy. You got to fill the audience in. An e-break is their version of an audio fun bag. You wanted to basically be in there. But they do it as a weekly contest. Correct. So what they'll do is they'll take 
a couple of mistakes that are made during the week. The best three mistakes during the week are the they, funniest. And they match them up against one another. Like, we collect the 20 or so things that we do over the course of, of two or three months and air it all at once and laugh our asses off. They will take three and go, all right, here are the three from this week and, and tell us which one you think wins. The only time I ever got close to winning one, it really wasn't me. It was a guy, Scott Garner, who was the uh, radio voice of the Frisco Rough Riders. It was the Rangers AA affiliate, uh, affiliate at the time. And he was talking about a pitcher coming back from a torn labrum. And in his ear, I said, in the talk back, I labia. just go, labia? And he goes, did I say labia? <laughs> No, I actually meant labrum. Sorry, I normally enunciate my words better than that. So the only thing I ever did that was e-break worthy didn't even include me. It was just something I slipped into somebody and he said it out loud. Do they send you a shirt, like an award? Do you get a trophy for no, this? No, but I wanted, I wanted to have that. I wanted to have all of it. But so, yeah, I had my moment last night where I, I, I went over to my wife and I was like, guess who was in the top ten? She's like, what? Like, she didn't care. But at the same time, I told her the next morning, I was like, guess who got in the top ten? Guess who did this? I understand. Isn't that cool? And for for my radio partner, I am happy for you. Thank you. I'm glad that uh, that we could share in that that joyful moment. I made jambalaya. Yes, you did. In a Dutch oven. All right, so we have two choices for coming up next. Outside of your convalescing. I still don't know what that means. I'm going to look it up before we go to break. Podcast Networks, Zamir White, or the thing that had this office ready to cry their eyeballs out earlier this week. Oh, was it me leaving again? You guys. Talk about that next. It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Responsibly Vodka and Norman's Electronics. Aren't you going through a divorce or something? You told me to bring it up. This was a moment from last week, one of the more awkward moments that we've ever been around where... Chuck is attempting to ask a question to someone who covered, I don't remember what even team it was. Missouri. Yeah, Missouri. No, no, I'm sorry, uh, Louisville. Louisville, okay. Here was the problem. The gentleman on the other end of the line had been dealing with some personal matters and decided to start the interview by telling Chuck about it. We're going to talk a little Cardinals now from 24-7 Sports, their network of sight. uh, We're joined now by Mike Hughes. Mike, welcome to the program. How you doing, man? Well, I tell you, I've been kind of... Running around today and busy, I, I've been trying to catch up on my work. Uh, my grandfather passed away a few days ago, and uh, we laid him to rest yesterday. Y'all got a new football coach there, is that right? Uh, somebody in the secondary? <laughs> That's correct. He, uh... <laughs> you heartless son of a... The guy this? left and you went to Missouri. What is he supposed to do? So th- they lose the coach to Missouri. So yeah, got a new football coach there. <laughs> the spot right? opens in the secondary. Chuck, let's role play for a second here. Let's just say we're not on the radio. We're just in conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're having a cup hey, of coffee. Hey, Matt, how you doing? I'm, well, Chuck, it's been a tough day. My uh, our grandfather just died. Y'all got a new football coach there. <laughs> is that right? Wouldn't it seem appropriate you would follow it with, hey, sorry for your loss. Oh, by the way, good news. My card worked in the building. Welcome back to the Audio Fun Bag, Chapter 49, 50, and a half. All brought to you by Responsibly Vodka and Norman's Electronics. Check them out online, neiusa.com. All right, so I actually went in and messed with it and saved it. Uh-oh. The, well, the reason why, we're not in our regular studio. So I got to email everything out, and if I have a massive file, that's why I had to go cut it. So I wasn't trying to downplay your suggestion. I thought it was smart. On a side note, there's another reason why we're not in our normal studio. Well, Karen is over in 
Yeah, and I kind of got like this stuffy thing going on because, you know, kids have been back in school for two weeks and they bring back everything from Ebola and herpes home. Don't touch your friend. And so I got this dangerous. I got this like thing going and I'm trying to fight through it because anytime anybody hears you have a stuffy nose, they're like, oh my God, are you okay? (laughs) Can you imagine what Karen Oliver would do if he saw me with a stuffy nose? Suddenly everyone turns into Dracula, like they raise their cape and they move away from you. And I just want to be like, bitches. I had it already. I ain't got it twice. Oh, it We're good. No, you do understand in this office place, we had somebody that, that got it back in March, then was around somebody that had it as of like a week ago, and they made him go get tested again. Why do you think Hoyt was in for two days on Chuck and Chernoff? Yes, that is why. <laughs> that is how that happened. Here, the big reveal of why that occurred. So, do I bring up? Zamir White happiness? Do I bring up the tears in the office? Do I bring up, uh, I don't know, we put uh, we put him down a couple of weeks ago. What, what direction we want to go here? I got options here. Okay, so you basically just offered me crying, dead dogs, or jubilation of Zamir White coming back. Which one do you think I'm going to choose, Lowe's? So this entire office. <laughs> I guess it's the crying. I come walking up to... And we only have this in the managerial offices. The managerial offices have big screen televisions. They do. And here's the weirdest thing. If you've never been up to the studios, for some reason, none of our offices have doors on them. Except for HR, who, you know, when you fire somebody, you want the door Close the door. Uh, General sales manager. Because he tends to curse a lot. And the owner. And And those are three that have doors. Because he can afford a door. Right. Otherwise, ain't nobody else got a door. So there's a lot of shit that just kind of becomes very personal that shouldn't be. Yeah. Everyone just hears everybody else's stuff. So with that in mind. So when you MF a boss. <laughs> you're the only one who does that around here. And, okay. let's Before I get into my story. Oh, do you want to go to the MF the boss story? All I'm saying is that you're the only person in this office who's ever done that. And they apologized to you and brought you back because they realized this is not going to work if he's not here. And dude. Not a lot of shit is working right now. I just want you to be aware of it. Like, this joke is, is is run its course. I don't know if you've heard the sound of what's going on. I was listening yesterday at, like, holy shit, 4.45, and it goes... I hate to uh, disparage my own, but I am very frustrated. It goes, oh, it's getting hot in here, so hot, so... And it's gone. <laughs> and I was like, where did the music go? <laughs> Dude, these guys can't play music coming back. None of them. Here is the thing that I have said, though, because people are like, you don't screw up, Hoyt. You never screwed up. I did. It was 14 years ago. Yes. And that's what you got to remind yourself. Like, everybody everybody screws up. And here's the weird thing about radio. Like, if you're listening to this podcast, you screw up at your job. Like, you and your boss know about it. That's it. That's all. <laughs> you screw up on radio. All of our <laughs> listeners know. And 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 here's the... <laughs> Here's the thing that makes me the most frustrated about The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY. And there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win.
When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. They only blame the people they hear as if we're the ones that are doing it. <laughs> so it must have been Matt or Chuck or myself. Gotta be, right? They're the one. They're there. Look, you take why all the do y'all, credit. Why do y'all keep screwing up? You take all the credit. You get the blame too, quarterback. Man, I'm telling you. I'm at a point, career-wise, I'm not supposed to be holding hands. I'm just not. And that's what's frustrating. All right, let's get to the office crying before we crap on other coworkers. Bitching about everything. <laughs> I blame you. It's not I even know. on them. I blame you. This I mean, is your fault. But I made a kick-ass jambalaya. But you made a kick-ass jambalaya, and that chicken, makes everything worth it. And Dewey sausage. Can't even look at you right now. Shrimp. All right, so I walk over to this one managerial office. It's Scotty, and there's like six, seven people that are all surrounding the television. And they all have these looks on their face of failure, of like, oh my God, look at what I'm looking at and think about my own life, and this really sucks. And what it was, there was a show on HGTV, and they're looking at this beautiful waterfront home. I think they listed like 1.2, 1.3 million. And the two people that were looking at this home with the realtor I'm just saying that if he got out of prison six months before, I'd believe it. And she was very heavy. Yeah. Offensive lineman like. Is homely a word? Homely. Nose tackle. Like like she got out of her sweats and got into her nice sweats. Three technique. Okay. So we're watching this. And they're sitting down and everybody's looking like like our friend Tiffany. She just keeps going, really? Really? Because she's thinking about her own life. And thinking, how are these people buying this home? And then we had uh, Napo, who runs our Atlanta. He's staring at these people going, oh, my God. And all they keep telling each other is, well, they're going to tear that house up. Like, there's no way they're not going to tear that house up. They're not supposed to be in that house. Were you watching the lotto one? Exactly. Okay. Ding. I'm trying to put together how these ex-cons who were overweight slavishly somehow managed to have enough money to buy a big home. And I'm like... Either it was insider trading or... So I say to everyone, as they're looking at this, they're like, there's no way. And I go, is this my lottery dream home? And immediately, Scotty Mack, our boss, grabs the remote, hits info, it pops up, my lottery dream home. And it was like everyone deflated into like, oh, thank God. <laughs> 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 like, they were, their lives were re- revalidated again. Like, they were ready to cry over, oh, my God, how have I managed to get to this point in my life? And you're showing me these people that are in this $1.2 million home, and they look like this. I have, and, and the judgment was very strong. I have multiple questions about the lotto. Like, our owner, David Dickey. You never see a guy like David Dickey win $600 million on the lotto. No. I have two questions for that. One, is that because he doesn't play? He does not play. Does he? I don't know. Like, even if you're a millionaire, you still have to play the lotto, right? Because you can be a multi-millionaire. I don't think that there's enough money in the lottery for him to go, like, stop at the convenience store. Two. Like, you and I will get off at the convenience store and be like, 
hey, maybe, and a lot of it's just so you can talk about it that night. You know, like, I've what never going to do when I win the lottery. You know, I've never played lotto in my you entire life. I've only, I would say, I've played maybe ten times. And it's just so when the pot gets so big, you buy the ticket so you can spend the whole day talking about what you'll do with the money. Yeah, so you can have the two hours of, of, of just dreaming yeah. and fun, and then you go back to your life and lose your 10, 20 bucks. Yeah, that's fine. It, it makes 10 bucks on an evening of just fun, goofy. Hey, I remember one time we started describing what we would do to my mother-in-law. I told her, I go, I'll pay off the note on your home. And she's like, is that it? <laughs> is that all you're going to do? You're going to win $800 million? Just gonna... And now... My wife has to talk her down. Like, seriously, this is a fun hypothetical, you crazy woman. If y'all couldn't tell by Lois's tone, him and Janice don't always get along. I just thought it was ridiculous to argue over a hypothetical, but then again, that woman does create hypotheticals so she can be right about stuff. I would have let Janice know that I would have... What if you get hit by a bus? I would have bought the note on her home. What if a car falls on you? And then I would have torn the home down. From space. I would have lit it on fire. Wow. Right there. Like, just just to really let her know who's boss. All right, Janice. No, that's not all I would do. I would then light your house on fire and watch it burn all the way to the ground. Did I ever tell you the time that she she kept telling me that my, my dryer had a design flaw? <laughs> what? My washer dryer, my dryer had a design flaw. And I was going to learn about it once my house burned down. And as I told her, let me get this straight. So in order for you to be right about this design flaw in the dryer, you're hoping that the home in which your granddaughter's sleep burns down so you can be right. You know, pretty fucked up. You know, that happened on This Is Us. That's how the father died. I think the crock pot caught on fire. It had a bad design. And uh, he went in to save the dog and died. That's what you've been doing. Well, no, I've been doing I made a jambalaya. I don't know if you've heard the last couple episodes of the podcast. I made jambalaya. I'm going to watch some more documentaries or something. Did oh. you see the Tiger one yet? I saw episode one. Episode two has not been released yet, right? Right. Did you learn anything you didn't know? I haven't seen it yet. Shut I'm, up. I was going to wait for, for both episodes to be out because I don't want to just watch one and then wait. I get that. I guess here's the thing that I'm going to say about the Tiger thing. I respect Earl Woods for everything he did. I would love to be that kind of person for my children. I don't know if I could, though. Like, they... Not just from a standpoint of, like, we go out and practice, and, and Tiger looked like he was having fun and everything else. The kid didn't get to live a life. Like, I do think that's what part two is kind of going to be like, is Tiger never lived a life. How many times do we talk about these these kids in high school that are— They go crazy? Yeah. They're straight-A kids, and they do this after class, and they they always are never getting in trouble. They're and They're told do, they're going to Temple. Then—all right, you just made it personal. And then— I meant, I meant like, you know, like church. And then— they go to college and they end up, you know, riding on a train, doing drugs, doing drugs and things like that, and like lots of people. I, I just think that was a tiger thing. I agree. I think that he got away from from Earl, and things went kind of haywire. Now, with all that said, he had to live a little. With all that said, with millions of dollars. I don't think you can achieve greatness. I'm talking great, great greatness without doing any of that. Like I, don't, I, I think you have to push people as hard as you can, which is what he did. You just don't get to live that personality that we all kind of need to live. All right, coming up next. Banging other Perkins waitresses and stuff, you know. That's what we'll talk about next. It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Responsibly Vodka. 
and Norman's electronics. Looks like the sun is coming up, Chuck. Shades on in Dark Club. Sunday afternoon. This will be the first entry we've ever had of one Chris Mooneyham, who I guess the best way I can put this, I'm not sure if it's kind of like a one of those weird seizure kind of things. It's almost like he wanted to start and then stopped and then started and then stopped again. The Atlanta Falcons up at halftime. I don't want to see a 10-7, 10-3 game at halftime. They should be able to move the chains, get first down, and put some points on the board. Yeah, I, and, and, and I'm in uh, – Oh. I think you also have a mixed bag as we sit here and talk about what Tampa is going to do against the Falcons. What was that first thing there? Yeah, I, and, and, and I'm in uh, – Okay, so he was going one direction. He had to hit the brakes, and he was like, oh, went too far, got to back it so up. So unprofessional when a guy just starts to speak and – yeah. Can't all you get is like these guttural sounds coming yeah, out. I, That's and, horrible. And, and I'm in. Uh... When it comes to restaurants, which waitress would you want to bang the most? Audio Fun Bag Chapter 50, all brought to you by Responsibly Vodka. Drink responsibly, and Norman's Electronics. Uh, that's a good question, actually. Oh, Charlie's? No, they seem so happy. Does it have to be a chain restaurant? No, it. Well. I think that would help the audience know who we're talking about. Like right. Waffle House, I think, have the friendliest. And they also know how to deal with S because if you show up too late at night. They've seen, they've seen some shit go down, put it that way. And yeah. you know what? They've diffused it or called the cops like or whatever. Somebody pulled a piece out before, and they were able to take it down a notch with some waffles and some, some bacon. Chilies? Possibly. Although, remember when we got to represent Tilted Kilt? Yes. <laughs> boy do I! Boy do I! That was a that was a fun time, fun time in a in a boy's life. It's basically are we are they going to be a sponsor again? I hope so. Okay, well then I probably shouldn't say this, but they were like Hooters waitresses, but with track marks in their arm. No, it wasn't like that. It was I, in their toes instead, so you couldn't see. No, they, they just they had more than one tattoo. Was, I was going to say it was a it was a much more of a tattooed bunch. <laughs> Which I didn't have a problem with. I was just kind of like, all right, got some extra tats here. But maybe that would be the one I would say. That would be the most fun times. Otherwise, it's like Denny's. No, 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 no. Denny's is like IHOPs. I don't want to bang anybody there. Like Shoney's, okay, you might have something. Oh, well, Shoney's, of course. Because at least they'll cook you a good breakfast. What an argument we had about Shoney's that one day. It's, it's, Shoney's is the Shoney's tits. was awesome. Was so good. I that breakfast get, buffet. I used to get the French toast sticks. They always showed this... You know that little triangular thing that would sit on your table? R.I.P. Breakfast Buffet. That would have, like, the, the the dessert you could have. They always had, like, the Shoney's, like, chocolate sundae that I always wanted for breakfast. And I never got. I always thought that people, like, who had dessert at breakfast, man, they had opulence. That, and if you had columns on the front of your house, I always thought you were rich. Oh, yeah. That, the- that better, like, southern-style plantation home or it looks like the White House. Either way, I was like, oh, you must be very rich. Like, is there anything else in your life that you've thought you see that person just from an aesthetic standpoint and you think, holy shit, they're rich? Because, like, the, the deal now is I have, like, square posts. Square posts in front of your home, more contemporary. Circular columns. That went oh, all the way up two stories. Wealth, Right. I mean, I could go find a house like that. There's so many. This is one of the problems that my wife and I run into. And I don't know if y'all have experienced this at all. Whenever we do ponder moving, there's so many homes that you kind of like, but then there's something about it that you're like, nah, F that. And, and, and a lot of it dates back to 
the closer you move into town, the older the home gets and the more work it requires. Uh-huh. So, like, we've been – okay. We have been looking at homes just in general. I think it's fun to just look at homes. I don't I know why I have the Zillow app on your phone and I'll just either look at new homes or we'll be in a nice neighborhood. I'm like, ooh, I wonder what's for sale here. I told Chuck about this. I'm like, ooh, let me have a locate me and, oh, what are they going for around here? I do that too. The homes that were built in the 90s, by the way – their bedrooms are freaking huge. Yeah, they are. Like, the kids' bedrooms are huge, whereas my son is growing up in, like, a 9 by 9 cell. You can fit a bed and a nightstand. You can't even put a dresser in there or, like, the room. There's nowhere to play. So that's one thing about 90s. However, you look at the kitchen in the newer homes, and the kitchen's like your house. Open. Everything open. open. So yep. the kitchen feels huge and everything else, whereas the kitchens back in the 90s were just a room, a oh, small little room. They're little, like, what is it, a galley kitchen? Yes. Where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm in a submarine. Yeah. And, and so you have to blow out all these walls and everything else, and you're like, I like the home. I like the neighborhood. I really don't want to spend this much money blowing out walls just to have big bedrooms. And that's, that's the challenge we're in right now, is that every single time we look at one of these homes, and again, when I see those circular white columns, I already know... All right, this is this house is from the eighties. How much work are we gonna have to do here? But it looks cool. But it as looks kind of it looks kind of cool. But <laughs> I'm gonna have to do so much work to it. And I'm also I'm trying to live that that HD TV dream, where I find it for like a hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand less than I'd really want to spend. But then I roll all that money into it and make it look so amazing without it being a pain in the ass. But it's always going to be a pain in the ass and really hard to do. I was about to say, spoken like someone that's never done it and gone through the headaches of it. Uh, Okay, you had an error. That's fine. Remember, I had to rebuild a house in Florida. So I've been through that process. None of it's fun. None of it's fun. And just remember... Right before you go to commercial, every time you're going to find a problem in the walls. It's going to be oh, like yeah. black mold or a leak or something else that's going on. When Christina's going to tell me, this isn't load bearing, <laughs> and then it's load bearing, I'm like, bitch, you said it was un- un- load bearing. <laughs> it's there as much as you can do. Oh, I wasn't aware. As much as you can do the Hallmark movie and you can make up a Hallmark movie out of anything, every single HGTV show. Every time they go to break, there's going to be a construction issue right. or a price issue or they found a leak every single time. And then they have to zero in on my face and I'm making the, oh my God, we've never had this happen face. Then they have to show you making the call on speakerphone to the client and, oh, okay, we're going to take out two walls here, guys. It's going to be another $1,700. <laughs> then the client's like, well, I mean, I guess if you got to do it, hey... Sorry to pass along this information. See, you and I could do an HGTV show. There's only one of them that I could have never done. So what is the show that you're... Good Bones. Okay, so your wife doesn't like her, and that's fine. I get it. She's jealous. She went to high school with her, and she slept with everybody. Sweet. Okay, so beyond that. Okay. I'm glad you aired that out there in the way you did. Not my wife, the girl on Good Bones. What do you know? Yeah, that's true. Think she'd given you the real number? You think she gave you the real number? I'm her first, Los. Finish your point. Good. Love that. Uh, (laughs) So there's one of them where they find like an aquarium sort of setup. I'm her first white guy is what I meant. And they realize (laughs) ain't no birds for this aquarium. Uh Uh-oh. It was a snake aquarium. Oh, and there's a snake in the house. Oh, no, not just one. Oh, no, they just burned down the damn house. They catch like four or five of them. Uh Uh-uh. They were all small little pythons. And do they're you, everywhere. Do you have to put that yeah. in the paperwork when you sell it? Like, if someone's dead, and I only have heard this from TV, like, if someone has died in the house, you have to dis- disclose that? You have to disclose, like, hey, we found Python. eight pythons living in the walls, so good luck with your shit when you buy it. 
No, I don't think you have to disclose that. You have to disclose like fire damage, water damage, that sort of stuff, not python damage. But like in the Carfax, it doesn't come back with python? But if I was to burn the house down and they ask me why, I'm going to be like, snakes, man. <laughs> and then the adjuster's going to look at me and be like, all right, here's your check. Get, get started rebuilding. When we look back on the idea of HGTV, like Bill Walsh has a tree that, you know, his coaching tree that he had, or Bill Parcells or whoever else. Is this all Bob Vila's coaching tree? Like, I think so. Yeah, because that was only a Saturday morning. That was like a PBS show, was it not? Like yeah, this like old house this and whatever old it house, was? And here's the work we're going to do. And then it turned into, wait a minute, what if we had a network? And we have all this programming. And outside of Paramount, where I get caught up in bar rescues for hours and hours and hours. you done Kitchen Nightmares, by the way? I've never done that one. It's the same thing. It's just kitchens. But... Man, can I get lost in HGTV for hours and hours. I, and hours. I know you can. but I Very easily. Here's where Bob Vila missed the boat. Except for Christina. I do not care for that. She the one that her and Tark? Yeah. Yeah. She does nothing for me. And he had guns and like tried to shoot her and the kids. I don't know. I just know that she's boring and she's bad TV. That would have been a better reality TV, him she, like trying it, to shoot her. And she's always like, it's not load-bearing. It <laughs> turns out the bitch is load-bearing. Bob Vila decided. She was going to knock down a post. <laughs> For aesthetics, and the and the engineer had to be like, you need to stop. That's load bearing. Well, that's why you have an engineer. On would have side. brought down the entire ceiling, which would have made good TV. Bob Vila, unfortunately, like what they do in thirty minutes. What's the show you like with the people out of Baylor? Oh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, Chip and Joanna Gaines. Chip and Joanna Gaines. So with those ones, they do it in thirty minutes or an hour. They do it in an hour. Bob Vila decided to do it over an entire year of like fifty-two episodes, and like, bitch, I ain't got time for this. There's somebody who does that like there on on HGTV, and I don't like it either. I got the kids down for a nap for like a good hour. I can sneak in one show, not fifty-two episodes. As Bob, now I will give Bob credit; he built everything himself. It was Bargain Mansions. I think is what the name of it is. Oh, it was the chicken Detroit, right? The blonde girl, the the single mom, and all, and she'll work on one house for like four or five episodes. And I'm like, I can't handle this. Yeah, you get room by room. So yeah. like one episode, you get just the kitchen. It's like, well, we're working on 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 the the mule post here, and then we're going to be working on this banister, and then tomorrow we're planning on doing this. I'm like, I want all of it now. Yeah, but she got a tight little body. That's going to do it for us. Uh, take us out. Now we're going to talk about Zamir White. Where was the Georgia talk? Why are you walking away? Hashtag unfinished business. team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners so start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only ten dollars each these bonds earn a fixed seven percent apy and there's no fees penalties or minimum balance required and they can be redeemed whenever you like you can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds go to worthybonds.com backslash save that's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win 
When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer.